Michigan hits the road for Nebraska. That should be a slugfest. Plus, Mel Tucker gets fired finally, and Lou Holtz is still coming after Ryan Day. We got a lot to do. Let's get to it. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it. And, you know, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Well, the Wolverines hit the road for the first time this season. They're going to go to Nebraska. I have a lot of thoughts on that game. Plus, Lou Holtz keeps fighting back at Ryan Day following that Notre Dame-Ohio State game. We'll get to it. Plus, Mel Tucker is finally fired. We knew that was coming. We spent a lot of time here on this podcast, on that situation, and our Big Ten Network, Big Ten Classics, as we head into the weekend. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, let's get into it. We got Michigan at Nebraska, 3.30 uh, Eastern time on Fox. I think this could be a bit of a slugfest. I will uh, break this down a little bit here. Of course, Jim Harbaugh, just back with the team for the first time after his three-game suspension, and uh, they won at Rutgers last week. Now they hit the road. Remember, that was going to be a four-game suspension originally when they were talking this summer. That would have meant that this road game would have been his first game back, but uh, things are always a little bit different on the road. Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines, they have their sights set on a national championship. Meanwhile, Matt Rule and company and the Huskers, they're in the middle of a rebuild with an interesting situation developing before our very eyes at quarterback, which we will get into at length here. The question is, can the Huskers hang with Michigan on Saturday? Probably not. But uh, last week, Rutgers goes into Michigan. Rutgers is a strong interior football team in the trenches, right? And they uh, actually went into the big house and they competed with Michigan in the trenches. In fact, it was a 14-7 game at the half and I think very respectable. And then look, Michigan's bigger, stronger, faster. They wore them out, pulled away, won the game 31 to seven. I absolutely can see a similar situation this weekend uh, where Nebraska will hang around for a few rounds. And then after that, who knows, but Nebraska does have a few bright spots in their favor that will go over. First of all, they're at home. Right. Memorial Stadium will be packed. People have had this game circled on their calendar ever since the day Matt Rule got hired. And this being Michigan's first road game of the season, maybe it'll take them a minute or two to get acclimated, perhaps. And uh, remember in 2001, the last time Michigan came to Nebraska, they escaped with their lives with a 32-29 win. So anything can happen when you're on the road if you're in Michigan. Plus, the Huskers, there's another bright spot. The Huskers' defense is pretty good. It's really good. They actually rank higher than the Wolverines in rush defense and rush offense, for that matter. But 
the offensive numbers are skewed a little bit because that's all Nebraska does is run the ball. Now they do it pretty well, but um, you know, running the ball and stopping the run is largely why the Wolverines have won 29 of the last 32 games. Jim Harbaugh likes that style of play. They're already there. That's what Nebraska is trying to be. That's what they're trying to do. Here's another bright spot. Michigan isn't really blowing people out in the traditional sense. Now you're going to say, Craig, wait a minute. I mean, they win by like four scores every day. Yeah, well, they do. But for a team that's this good and this dominant, you would think they would occasionally put a 40 or a 50 spot on the board every once in a while. In fact, their four games have been eerily similar. You know the scores of Michigan's four games? 30 to 3. 35 to 7, 31 to 6, 31 to 7. It's the same cookie cutter formula each and every day. Just dominate the game, grind it out on a run uh, with the run game, throw an occasional pass, and just, and the defense is lights out, just shutting people down. That's the bad news for the Huskers. Uh, while Michigan averaging 32 points a game. Again, it's nothing to sneeze at. Don't, don't get me wrong, Michigan fan. I, I mean, when I say they don't blow people out or whatever, I'm just, we know what they are and what they're going to do offensively. They're going to average, they're going to get 32 points every game. Nothing to take lightly. And their generational quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, is connected on 80% of his throws. You know, back when I was a kid, it was uh, it was good if your quarterback was in the upper 50s and then it became 60s and now you got to get high 60s he's throwing at an 80 percent clip eight touchdowns as well so far in four games six of them to roman wilson that's his favorite target and the offense is averaging over 400 yards a game so yeah nebraska's got its work cut out for him there's no doubt and while michigan's quarterback situation is as steady as can be nebraska's is not Remember, and if you follow this podcast with any regularity, we've talked about this quite a bit. This has been an interesting topic to me anyway, and hopefully for you. But the Georgia Tech transfer, Jeff Sims, spent all spring and all summer as QB1 for Nebraska and the new Matt Rule regime. He's a strong runner, strong runner on the option. He's a great athlete. His passing game needs some help. He had six turnovers, by the way, in the first two games this season that he started. And Nebraska fell to 0-2. He also suffered a high ankle sprain in week two against Colorado. So since then, Heinrich Harburg has stepped up, and he's getting a little better every week. And they've got two straight wins, and they've squared their record at 2-2. Two and two. Like Sims, he's not real great with the arm. He's not going to beat you with his arm. But he can run. And he had a 72-yard touchdown run versus Louisiana Tech last Saturday as well. Speaking of running, quarterback can't do it by himself, that's for sure. Due to injuries, though, the Huskers are down to their third string running back already. But Anthony Grant stepped up last week and busted off 135 yards on the ground. So there's something there. But when you talk about running games, you got to go back to Michigan. That's their bread and butter, people. That's what they do. And they do it better than anybody or most everybody. They got that huge offensive line that just likes to, to bully people. Blake Corum. One of the best running backs in the country. And despite an injury last year, could have walked right into the NFL through the draft, but decided he had some unfinished business in Ann Arbor and he came back to Michigan. And he's averaging over six yards a carry. He's got eight touchdowns already. So they look good there. That is their biggest strength on offense. But enough about offense. 
Remember those Michigan scores I was giving you, you know, thirty-three to one, and all, or thirty-three to six, and you know, just uh, just amazing scores, uh, good scores on offense, not giving up much on defense. In fact, Michigan's defense is number one in the country in scoring. They've given up twenty-three points all season, twenty-three points in four games. Do some math. I'm not great at it, but that's five point seven five points per game. They've only given up two touchdowns all year. They don't give up touchdowns. And, you know, when other teams get desperate, when they go for it on fourth down, nobody's been successful yet. Michigan has given up zero fourth down conversions on defense. Look, I have no doubt that the Huskers are going to show up and are going to fight, and they're going to have some flashes where they look pretty good. In fact, you know, uh, their Tuesday practices there in Lincoln are called Bloody Tuesday. That's kind of cool, actually. Bloody Tuesday. That's where there's a lot of hitting, a lot of moving around, and maybe a little bit of blood, and it kind of sets the tone as they get ready for the rest of the week and get ready for the, the game on Saturday. It's very physical, and the players seem to love it over there. But Michigan might be the, the best fighter in the country if you're going to bloody somebody up, So let alone the Big Ten. I think it's going to be a very physical game. And again, I think it's just a matter of how long Nebraska can hang with them. But Nebraska, I think they could hang with them for a little while and make it an interesting game. That's what I'm trying to tell you here. Your comments on this are welcome. Michigan fans, Nebraska fans, Big Ten fans, I'd like to hear from you. Hit me up on uh, Twitter at TalkBig10, number 10, at TalkBig10. And um, also you could comment on YouTube. I was on there today answering a lot of comments from over the past couple of days. So I'd love to hear what you think about Michigan and Nebraska and the rest of the league for that matter. Mel Tucker finally gets fired. We'll have a little bit on that. And Lou Holtz keeps doubling down on his comments about Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. It just won't stop. So we'll get into all that as we continue right here on Lockdown Big Ten. FanDuel. You can snap right into action for this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Can't beat that, right? If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel but putting it off, just do it. Just do it. It is fun. There's no uh, better time to get into the action. The app is very easy to use. You got a wide range of things to bet on. By the way, tonight's, if you're watching this on a Thursday, tonight's Lions Packers game at Green Bay. Lions are one and a half point favorites. Check it out right there on FanDuel. You got spreads, player props, under overs, over unders, and, uh, and everything you can think of. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the rest of the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So, uh, Mel Tucker is finally officially fired for Michigan State. We've seen this coming. We've devoted a lot of real estate on this podcast to this subject over the last week and a half. You know the deal. He says everything was consensual, and he was railroaded on this uh, investigation because Michigan State doesn't want to pay the remainder of his contract. There have been accusations of inappropriate behavior. So, Michigan sent official notice last week. Mel Tucker and his attorneys had seven days to respond. They did in a 25-page letter, point by point. 
And now we know that Michigan State said thank you very much for your letter, but you're still fired. So you're out of here. So now this goes in the courtrooms, I'm sure, quickly. And well, it won't be over quickly, but I'm sure quickly things will be filed and this will go to court because $79 million are at stake here. By the way, tomorrow's podcast will take a bit of a deep dive on the direction we think Michigan State will go for a head football coach once the season is over. And uh, again, would welcome your comments on that. All right. Now, before Ohio State's win over Notre Dame on Saturday, former fighting Irish football coach Lou Holtz, who's 86 years old, he criticized Ohio State's toughness. He said that when they play the big boys like Alabama, Georgia, and Michigan the last two times, they always come up short. He said they're not tough. Literally two minutes after the Buckeyes win over Notre Dame, Coach Ryan Day is doing his national TV uh, postgame interview. And this is following arguably, arguably the, be- the uh, biggest regular season win in his career. And he's immediately called out Lou Holtz. <laughs> the Ohio State base loved it. it was, I, was, I was just laughing. It was hilarious. Where's Lou Holtz now? And man, he, was, he was terse. He was angry about it. And he kept going. So I thought he wanted to fight him to be honest. Well, the feisty Lou Holtz fired back and he doubled down. Lou Holtz says that he honestly felt that Notre Dame was a better team and a more physical team. So he said he was sorry Ryan Day was offended by his opinion. That's not the same as saying I'm sorry for what I said. That's I'm sorry my opinion offended you. (laughs) That's what that was. He hopes Ohio State has a wonderful year, but he still doesn't think that they'll be a great team, and he still thinks Notre Dame is the better team and that Notre Dame beat themselves on Saturday. Look, he's entitled to his opinion. In fact, the only thing that Holtz apologized for was providing bulletin board material and um, for, uh, for, for the Buckeyes in that game, and, and he said as much to Marcus Freeman on Monday. He did apologize to Marcus Freeman for that. He, then he, again, doubled down. He says, look, Ryan Day, he doesn't want to talk about Michigan 0-2. He doesn't want to talk about the big game coming up against Penn State and uh, again against Michigan again. He went on and on. So we'll see if Day has an answer the next time he's in a press conference or if he just decides to let his team handle it by playing tough football and uh, show everybody how tough they are with the pads. Buckeyes are off this week, by the way. So they got the bye week. Let's talk about Penn State for a minute. Penn State is among the top 15 of the country in both scoring offense and scoring defense. So both sides of the ball are strong. In fact, they're as high as fourth in scoring defense. I just told you how good Michigan, Michigan's number one. Penn State's right there at number four at 8.8 points per game on defense. They're 15th in scoring. Offense and putting up 40 and a half points per game. Pretty complete team there in Happy Valley. Defense is the name of the game, though, in the Big Ten. So five teams, including Michigan and Penn State, Ohio State, Maryland, and Rutgers all rank in the top 20 in terms of scoring defense around the country. Pretty good. You're going to get smashed in the mouth if you play a Big Ten football team. Also, speaking of Penn State, the Nittany Lions are the only FBS team in the entire country with zero turnovers. Zero. You're going to win a lot of football games when you don't turn the ball over. You know, things are so good in Happy Valley. Did you catch James Franklin's press conference this week, his weekly press conference with the media? So Franklin's sitting there drinking his coffee. He starts coffee talk. 
everybody who asked a question had to at first tell them how they like their coffee. You like it black or you like it sweet, like an ice cream sundae. And even if a reporter uh, raised his hand, got called on and started asking his question, he would stop you. Stop. No, no, no. We got to talk coffee first. By the way, Franklin likes his super sweet, but apparently he's on some sort of fasting kick and was drinking it black and, and hates black coffee because he likes it really sweet. He says he feel like he's being punished a little bit. And um, more power to him, man. He's having a good time. Things are good in Happy Valley. Things aren't as happy for Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes. The media pressed him at his weekly press conference about his team's anemic offensive stats. Gave a good answer. He said, look, man, the only stat we're worried about around here at Iowa is winning, and they're 3-1. and one. They won eight games last year with an offense that everybody was upset about. They're winning. But one stat was brought up, and it sticks out like a sore thumb, and we mentioned a lot of stats from that Penn State game. There was um, the, the lack of plays, 33 offensive plays, time of possession, I mean, first downs. Everything was just shut out. Everything was horrible. But one stat really jumps out. In four games, Iowa wide receivers have 14 catches total. And quarterback Cade McNamara was asked about it. And I thought he gave a really, really interesting answer. He said, I'm just a quarterback. I'm not calling the plays or doing any of that. It's not my decision. I'm just going to run the play as fit, and I'm going to throw it to the open guy, unquote. Is that a dig at the coaching staff? Is that a dig at the scheme? Is that a dig at Brian Ferentz, offense corner? I don't know. I thought it was an interesting quote. I thought I'd share it with you. Maybe you could share with me your opinion. And here's another fun fact I found. We'll get off of Iowa for a minute. Back to Michigan. This is about uh, quarterback J.J. McCarthy. He threw a touchdown pass against Rutgers. It was his 35th touchdown pass as a Wolverine quarterback. That's good for 10th place all time at Michigan and ties him with some guy named Tom Brady. Not bad. Not bad. Pretty cool. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Throughout the football season on Fridays, a little special for you, the Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live show. I contribute. I'll be on there for a couple minutes previewing this weekend's games of the Big Ten, and then it will air 11 a.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern, Friday live. It's always fun. And uh, then if you miss it live, it's taped and it's still there for you to watch on this channel and all the lockdown channels as well. Be sure to catch it. It's a great warm up for the weekend. Also, I want to ask you, as I always do, if you haven't already, please do me a personal favor here on Lockdown Big Ten and subscribe to the channel. Just click the subscribe button down below. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube and uh, that just helps this grow so fast and it gets you in the club, man, I uh, appreciate it. You can also share follow and like lockdown big 10 wherever you're getting this podcast coming up we're going to take a look at our weekly feature you know what we do on thursdays we take a look at the big 10 networks big 10 classics they have scheduled plus look at their live schedule for the games that they're going to be carrying on saturday all that coming up right here on lockdown big 10 All right, so let's take a look at uh, the Big Ten Network's Big Ten Classics coming up. And I'm going to put this up on the screen. Got a lot of stuff right here. In fact, let's go full screen, if we will. There we go. That looks good. 
All right, Friday, September 29th, 2 p.m. These are all Eastern times. We got the Michigan Football Classic, the 1986 Fiesta Bowl, Michigan versus Nebraska. Since they're playing on Saturday, let's go back to the Classic from 1986. The Jim Harbaugh-led fifth-ranked Wolverines. Uh, They scored 24 points in the third quarter to win that game. Jim Harbaugh, the player, ladies and gentlemen. At 4 o'clock, the Iowa Football Classic, the 2009 Iowa and Michigan State games. They're playing this weekend. They always like to do this and play some of the classics. Ricky Stanzi, remember him? Ricky Stanzi, game-winning touchdown pass to Marvin McNutt as time expired in that football game. On to Saturday, September 13th at 7.30 a.m. You're going to have to get up early for this one. This is Eastern time. The Iowa Football Classic. Another Michigan State-Iowa game. This one from 2010. It was Kirk Ferentz's 99th win for the 18th. He just had his 200th win, by the way. Going back in time, his 99th win is the 18th-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes beat 5th-ranked Michigan State. At 10 a.m., the Big Ten Network does its Big Ten tailgate show from Minnesota. And then they follow that up with the live broadcast of Saturday's games at noon. They start with Penn State at Northwestern. Penn State attempts to go 5-0. and for the fourth time since 2019. And at 3.30, the Indiana Hoosiers, who had a tough one, they had they won. They needed four overtimes to beat Akron. They are at Maryland, a Maryland team trying to go 5-0. and oh. Maryland looks good. We uh, we featured them yesterday here on our podcast. And if you missed it, go back and listen. It's on, uh, on the list in the queue right before this one. If you want to go back and check it out. Sunday, October 1st at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, Big Ten football in 60. This is neat. If you haven't seen this, this is where they take all the highlights of a game, chop it up, snap by snap by snap, and it's all packaged in uh, 60 minutes and one hour. At 11 a.m., they start out with Penn State at Northwestern. At 4 p.m., they'll go back and chop up the Indiana at Maryland game. And at 6 p.m., the Michigan-Nebraska game, which we spent a lot of time talking about today. And then at 9 p.m., Michigan State at Iowa. So there you have it. There are the Big Ten Classics and the live broadcasts over the weekend and the highlight shows on the Big Ten Network. Always like to plug that because I think it's pretty cool. So I think you'll enjoy it and check it out. Many ways for you to interact with me right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Of course, at Twitter, you can always check us out at Talk Big Ten. That's the number 10, Talk Big Ten. And then our new website, talkbigten.com. That's again with the number 10, talkbigten.com. Appreciate you checking that out as well. Everything we do just funnels right back to there all in one convenient place. And again, I'll ask you to subscribe before we go. Uh, Subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And I will invite you to also check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything going on in sports. That was awesome. Had a great time again. Can't wait till we talk again next time, and we'll, uh, again, we'll look at where Michigan State goes from here, who's going to be their coach next year moving forward since Mel Tucker is officially fired, and uh, we'll get into previewing some of the other games. They're coming up this weekend around the Big Ten. We spent a lot of time on Michigan and Nebraska. There are other games. We will do all of that. So thank you for checking us out. Thanks for checking me out. I'm Craig Scheman on Locked On Big Ten.